When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. For family, Goodman's Jewelers. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Five minutes after five o'clock as we start off the month of June. How are you, everybody? Fabulous farm babe Pam Youngke keeping you up to date on what's happening with food and fiber production across the state of Wisconsin. Boy, I'll tell you what, all of a sudden, first cutting of hay starting to be harvested by a lot of farmers. They're busy out there, uh, probably having a tough time keeping up with all the paperwork involved with any coronavirus assistance, be it on the federal level or on the state level. Now, right now, we don't have any details specific on the $50 million in direct aid from Wisconsin, but we're expecting it this week. Meanwhile, on the federal scene, the Coronavirus Farm Assistance Program, known as CFAP, is beginning to make its way through the paperwork process. Talking about what dairy farmers can expect from that program after 5.30 with Dr. Mark Stevenson, Center for Dairy Profitability. Also up before 6 o'clock, they're still pretty manageable, but boy, I'll tell you what, you know as well as I do, when the weather improves around Wisconsin, the bugs start to show out. P.J. Leash from the University of Wisconsin Entomology Department is going to give us an update on what we can expect as far as mosquitoes, ticks, and other creatures out there. Weather-wise, you can expect a pretty nice week this week. It's going to maybe bring us a little rain today and then a lot of heat later this week. Today, about a 40% chance of rain this morning. 80 is our expected high. Tomorrow, sunny and 91. Wednesday, Sunday, sunny and 82. Thursday, sunny and 83. We'll find out if Stumacher Ag Meteorologist believes that. He's coming up in just a moment. How are things going in Eau Claire at the northern end of the world's longest barn? Bob Bosol joins the Midwest Farm Report in just moments to update you on the latest agriculture happenings. We're on mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. It's June 1st. It's Dairy Month, and hopefully everybody is going to find a way to celebrate June Dairy Month. Most, if not all, the dairy breakfasts, unfortunately, have had to be postponed because of the coronavirus. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and I don't know what I'm going to be doing for the next three or four Saturday and Sunday mornings because I enjoy each and every one of them. But dairy promotion groups, dairy organizations, dairy companies, dairy farms getting very creative as far as the marketing of dairy products are concerned. And Pam, you found one of those as being very creative as well. Yeah, you bet, Bob. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. We have seen the dairy industry really try to rise to the occasion as far as COVID-19 and yet still continue to reach out to consumers. Many have mobilized on social media platforms. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin has been very, very busy trying to uh, get support out to any counties that are trying to do everything from food distribution to online education. And then there's Fond du Lac 
County, where they decided they are not going to let COVID-19 get them down when it comes to their dairy message. Uh, On Sunday, June 28th, they are going to be holding their very own drive-through dairy experience. I talked about it with Katie Grinstead at Verclair Dairy. Verclair Dairy is just outside the city limits of Fond du Lac. They are uh, definitely uh, friendly as far as uh, visitors to the farm. I talked with Katie a little bit and asked her how the process went to decide to stay committed to a June dairy promotion and figure out a way to invite people to the farm despite COVID-19. We decided that uh, we feel it's very important to still have something, show, give people a tour of the farm. Uh, so we are doing a drive through tour. So you'll come to the farm, uh, you'll be all safe in your car, and you will be able to uh, drive through the farm and listen to um, audio of our voice, giving you the tour right from the comforts of your vehicle. Now, the, tell us a little bit about Verclair Dairy. It's a unique situation to be able to accommodate vehicles that can literally drive through your facilities. Tell me about the, tell me about the farm, Katie. Well, when we were brainstorming the idea, I, I had, it just made sense to me that we could, we could do this and make it work. Um, we milk 2,400 cows at the farm. Uh, we've got three different uh, buildings, so we're kind of spread out a little bit, so people will be able to drive through a, a drive through the building and see where the cows uh, eat and sleep and drink water and are cooled in the summer and warm in the winter. Uh, they'll be able to drive back uh, through the calf uh, nursery where they can see the calves in their calf hutches and see how we care for them and hear how we care for them. And, and they'll just be able to, it'll be a nice natural flow and they'll be able to come in one driveway and leave the other driveway. Now, are you guys having any kind of food, or is this purely just a, a educational opportunity that uh, you'll enjoy in your car? Uh, everybody will leave with a variety of uh, samples, uh, tea samples, yogurt. Um, just uh, We've got a, a numerous businesses that have stepped up and wanted to help support this since you know, there really, unfortunately, hasn't been a lot for us to, for us to do. So um, we thought this was a wonderful opportunity that uh, kids could could see firsthand and and really experience the the dairy. Now, this isn't your first time hosting a June dairy event, though, Katie. Verclair Farms has had a lot of folks over the course of time uh, come out and visit. Tell people a little bit about what you guys get out of it. I mean, hey, let's face it, it's hard work, no doubt about it. You got to have a lot of committee members that step up. But what do you see as dividends when you give those folks a chance to actually see what you do up close? Well, that's probably the favorite part of my job here at the farm. I'm very passionate about uh, sharing our, our dairy story or farm story with our um, non-farm friends, as they like to call them. Um, it seems like people, especially after this whole uh, situation where maybe milk wasn't as uh, plentiful in the grocery store or now meat might not be, People want to, you know, kind of learn about where their food comes from and maybe buy more local. And um, that's uh, that's important for us, for everybody to, you know, see firsthand what those cows look like inside the barn and, and see how we take care of that calf and just rest assured that we're doing the best job we can to, to take care of that animal to produce the best quality product for them. Well, and if you're just joining us, this is Katie Grinstead from Verclair Dairy just outside of Fond du Lac, June 28th, a Sunday. They are going to be hosting 
uh, a virtual, not a virtual, a drive-through experience at their dairy. You know, it's not just about the dairy either, Katie. It's not just about the animals. You guys have a lot of other elements that are happening from the methane digester and the energy for your neighbors right on through. Are we going to be able to share that with them too? They'll get to learn about the, the methane digester and how we produce electricity. Uh, they'll get to learn about our new feed center where we uh, bring in corn from our local neighbors who grow corn and, and dry their corn down and, and then use it to feed our cows. They'll really get a good glimpse of the whole overall farm, uh, as well as I think there's going to be some fun little uh, animals for them to see as well, uh, goats and different things that are are planning to, to come so they'll be able to, to see those too. Uh, also the fun thing is too they'll because it's a drive-through they can't actually go inside the parlor but uh, we're working on putting together a video where they'll, where they'll be able to learn about how we milk the cows and actually see how we milk the cows. So that's still a little bit in the in the works but we think we can get that figured out too. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah, it is just nice to think of uh, someone going forward with more normal activities, this being a drive-through experience. Now, the there is a fee that's being charged per car for the experience. Uh, tell me a little bit about that fee structure, Katie, and maybe a little bit about where that money goes. It's not like Verclair Dairy is pocketing it. No, um, Breakfast on the Farm is a big fundraiser for our um, Agribusiness Council and our Ag Ambassador Program. And I feel the Egg Ambassador Program is incredibly important to Fond du Lac because we unfortunately don't have an FFA program at our high school in a, a lot of agriculture classes. So our Egg Ambassador goes into the classroom um, and talks to our younger, our younger kids and teaches them about agriculture. So by not having the dairy breakfast, this was a huge blow to their fundraising cause. And we decided that we are very passionate, like I said, about promoting agriculture. So this was a way that the farm could help, um, you know, offer our, our farm for them to, to continue to do this. So it's a $20 a car load. Um, so it doesn't matter if you have two or if you have six in your car, it's $20. Um, but that is if you had uh, purchased tickets in advance. Um, we're really encouraging people to purchase tickets in advance. So it gives us a better idea of how many people we're going to have and how we can plan and get the information best to them so that they can listen to the audio. And they, I would suggest that you go to the Fond du Lac Agribusiness Council's website or Fond du Lac Chamber of Commerce. If you Google there, you'll be able to find more about ticket information. And uh, like you said, it's $20 if you buy them in advance. It's $30 if you prepay day of. You know, that, that begs the question, are you talking with County officials, what, do we have any idea? Are you going to break them up as far as uh, you come this hour, you come that hour, or are we facing a p potential traffic jam by Verclair? Well, I mean, in a perfect scenario, that would be great. Yeah, we're, we're, we're working with local officials. Um, it, the tour goes from 9 until 1.30, but we're telling people that if they're not in line by 1.30, then they're not going to uh, be able to go on the tour because it'll it'll just get you know, get late. But in the next breath, you know, if we see a lot of interest and, you know, then maybe we can reshuffle our hours a little bit to accommodate, um, accommodate more people. The tour, the way we have it timed out right now, uh, we've done a lot of drive-throughs to try to get our timing right. Um, we'll, we'll be about 
20 to 30 minutes depending you know on traffic flow so it's not going to take up your whole afternoon but you'll get a good glimpse and really get get a, an idea of what the life is like for a cow at Berkeley. Well, and it's a part of trying to get into a more normal schedule, I guess. Verclair Dairy, kind enough to open their doors, literally, for a drive through <laughs> egg experience coming up on Sunday, June 28th. Their farm located just outside of Fond du Lac proper, a 2,400 cows, multiple generation family farm, and they are welcoming you to drive through. But again, as we said, uh, get your tickets in advance, $20 for a carload. And you can find more online, either my website, MidwestFarmReport.com, or please check out the Fond du Lac County Chamber of Commerce website or the Fond du Lac County Agribusiness Council's website. And you can secure tickets in advance there. Katie Grinstead, our guest from Verclair Dairy, your host for that drive through dairy experience on June 28th. I'm Pam Yankee. Wondering what the weather is going to be like today? Ag meteorologist Stu Muck will join us in moments. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It's been 65 years since Blaine's Farm and Fleet opened its doors, supplying feed, farm supplies, hardware, and auto parts at low prices to our customers. Today, we continue these traditions, offering brand-name products at everyday low prices. Keep your equipment running longer and stronger with Clean Def Diesel Exhaust Fluid. A 55-gallon drum, just $139. Awards members pay $129.99. Pick up an Easy 8 12-volt DC 8-gallons-per-minute transfer pump from GPI. It's $219.99. Right now, when you buy one ratchet load minder at full price, get the second one half price. Take $3 off Farm and Fleet commercial automotive batteries, just $51.99 after sale and exchange. Improve fuel economy with Diesel Clean Plus Cetane Boost Injector Cleaner and Performance Improver. An 80-ounce jug, now $11.99. Plus, save on this great doorbuster deal. Shell Rotella T Diesel Oil, 2.5 gallons, just $26.99 after $10 mail-in rebate. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet, family owned since 1955. Smog, garbage, sewers, car exhaust. Today's world puts our sense of smell on overload. Luckily, there are places we can go to refocus our senses. Our national wildlife refuges. When you visit, your nose will instantly recognize the purity of nature. Bask in the aromatic scent of the black pine trees blowing in the wind. Detect the sweet fragrance of primroses, wild violets, and blue sage. Smell the fresh salt water in the air as waves crash into rocky shoals. When you smell these things, you're smelling the world the way we found it. With over 500 refuges across America, you don't have to go far to make a special connection with nature. Learn more at fws.gov slash refuges. That's fws.gov slash refuges. You could go to Chicago to hear about the Board of Trade, but isn't it easier to listen to Pam Yonke? This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Alrighty, we're at 520 on a Monday morning, first day of June, and time to talk weather. Stumach, Ag Meteorologist, joining us live via Skype. Just got a text from my man Stan up in uh, Flintville, and he said, you know, tell Stu we could, if we could string together about a couple weeks' worth of what we had over the weekend 
things would be fantastic. It was absolutely gorgeous all weekend long. In fact, you know, when the wind kicked up, it actually felt a little chilly, but boy, it was gorgeous. And now I'm really concerned. I saw a lot of guys that uh, have hay knocked down. Uh, There were a lot of semis, a lot of chopper boxes going on the roads over the weekend. And now we're in a in a battle against Mother Nature again, Stu, because what we enjoyed over the weekend is going to do an about-face this week. It's going to turn around in a hurry. You're absolutely right. But you know we're always fighting Mother Nature. Seems like that's just every day. Uh, let's talk about a warm front today. It's building on toward Wisconsin. What that's going to do is a lot more mild air to build in. If you look at radar, you see some rain. There may be a sprinkle at La Crosse in just a little while. A little morning shower. With that warm front nearby, expect more clouds, and as the day progresses from west to east, there'll be a small chance for a scattered shower, maybe an isolated thunderstorm. Overall, I would expect today, unless you get a thunderstorm, we're looking at a tenth of an inch of rain or so. That's not a lot, not great news. If you've got, you know, 60 or 80 acres of hay you're trying to get in, hopefully you get that done before that little shower builds on through. The warm front swings on through then. A whole lot more warm, humid air builds in. Tomorrow, those temperatures skyrocket. The warmest we've seen yet this year. We were in the 80s just the other week. I expect a lot of us to have a 90 or better tomorrow, and that's going to be right ahead of a cool front dropping in out of the northwest. More likely to see showers and thunderstorms by Tuesday evening or Tuesday night when some half to three-quarters of an inch range rains are expected. It all ends early Wednesday. We cool down somewhat, not as hot. It gets a little more easy to tolerate on toward the end of the week. But that instability, that next chance of rain lingers around. So Tuesday night, most likely we have rain. Then again, as we head toward Friday, a little rainfall could edge back in. I'll have the forecast right after this. Compere Financial has always been there for our clients and communities in any situation. And our support continues today. Whether it's providing financial services to our local farmers or responding to the funding needs of our community partners, we're here to help. To learn more, give us a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Compeer.com today. Compeer Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. 523 now. Go ahead, Stu, and kind of paint us a picture from Eau Claire to La Crosse to Fond du Lac. What are we kind of expecting? Well, let's time it out today and say there'll be more clouds. Showers could be a thunderstorm developing in the west already this morning. Eau Claire in the next couple of hours could see a little rain. That chance then ends and slides further east throughout the day. A tenth of an inch, maybe a little more if the thunder rolls. That's the worst there's going to be. Mid and maybe a few upper 70s today. South winds a good 5 to 15. They'll gust up around 30. Clouds early tonight. The rain ending in the east skies. Clearing later on. We drop to the mid-60s. The southwest winds at 5 to 15. Mostly sunny and hot Tuesday. More likely about 90 degrees. Heat index is rising up in the mid-90s. Southwest winds at 5 to 10. 
late day Tuesday. Western Wisconsin could see a shower more likely Tuesday night, lasting into early Wednesday. Like I've said, some half to three quarters of an inch of rain. It may be pushing an inch at Eau Claire, but I'd expect some low 80s on Wednesday then as that rain pulls away. And then just a little bit cooler toward Friday when finally there may be a bit of a rain chance again, Pam. But it sounds like real summer weather for the start of June. Boy, I guess. All right, thanks, Stu. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with the weather details you're looking for. All right, let's take a look at what's happening out there right now. Pretty pretty comfortable so far. In Eau Claire, you're cloudy and 63. La Crosse, cloudy and 66. Mauston, cloudy and 63 degrees. Fond du Lac, clouds 55. Beaver Dam, clouds and 54. Madison at the airport's got cloudy skies, 57 degrees. That hot, sticky weather means bugs are coming around. We're talking about it more your way after 530. It's 525. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Oh my goodness, did you see Bob's gorgeous soybean rows? Um, totally. I couldn't believe how clean, weed-free his entire field looked. I'm like, so jealous. I heard he started using this new post-applied residual herbicide called Perpetuo, and it's burned down in long-lasting residual powers, making his soybeans like literally the talk of the town. Ah, so Perpetuo's his secret. Yep. Talk to your retailer or visit valent.com slash Perpetuo to learn more. Always read and follow label instructions. Signs by Tomorrow is open and delivering at their door or to your location. Safety signs, staff and visitor health signs, custom signs. Give your staff and visitors the information they need to minimize health risks. Show your customers where to pick up and drop off. Signs by Tomorrow can produce signs to post on your doors, windows, and throughout your facility. Stand up curb signage, door banners, and vehicle wraps. Visit signsbytomorrow.com slash Madison. Allow them to help you with your message. Be the light. That's my motto. Hi, I'm Scott, proud employee with EverReady Electric for over 20 years. We want you. Yes, you. We're hiring for journeymen or master electricians. Full-time with a hiring bonus of $1,500. Why? Well, we get that transitioning from one job to another has costs. And we're here to support you in a new comfort zone. Join our team and apply online or call and ask for Linda. She'll amp you up. We're ever ready. As you're getting through this situation, thanks for helping our local restaurants stay afloat, especially if they're still able to do to-go orders. At the Thirsty Goat, they're doing just that, trying to get you that quality food as long as they're able to. Check it out on Facebook, The Thirsty Goat. And what they're doing now is DoorDash and curbside menu. There's no-touch pickup offered daily from 3 until 7 p.m. From smokehouse favorites to delicious burgers, there's even options on the kids' menu and dessert. Thirsty Goat. Goat is on Facebook. The website is thirstygoatbrew.com. Continuing to offer curbside pickup 3 till 7 p.m. or DoorDash delivery every day from 3 until 6.30 p.m. Take a break from what's in your pantry and help support one of the area's popular restaurant establishments, the Thirsty Goat. Browse the special menu online at thethirstygoatbrew.com and use either the DoorDash option or curbside no-touch pickup. The Thirsty Goat will be offering this service as long as they can. Attorney John Rihala with Clifford and Rihala. We're ready to take on tough cases. Some firms won't take them. It's not the field that they play on, and that's okay. But when it comes to personal injury cases, Clifford and Rihala is ready to play and win on any and all fields. 
There have been a number of times when other firms have asked us to handle their most complex cases. And we relish these opportunities because that's where the most skilled attorneys can make the biggest impact for clients. We aren't afraid of hard work, and we won't shy away from putting in the extra hours it takes to win tough cases. We do absolutely everything that is necessary to bring you the best result we can. And that's what it's going to take to get you all that you deserve for your injuries and everything you've lost. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Raihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys, fighting for you, for justice. MyJustice.com. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have Have you you ever ever had had sudden confusion, confusion, trouble speaking, or understanding understanding someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't Don't wait wait until until it's it's too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. All right, Seth. Uh, all right, here we go. I saw it last night, and that's why I reached out to you. So, again, thank you for your time. Seth McClug joining us right now. So we've had this debate and talking about it for a while because we desperately want baseball back. We miss baseball dearly. And we see the players and the owners fighting about a contract, fighting about money, fighting about prorated or a 50-50 revenue split and the amount of games played. You said, I stand with the Major League Baseball players. And you know the everyday fan doesn't understand because – we don't see the numbers. Can you tell us more of why you stand with the players and what you mean with that tweet? Uh, I will do my best to condense this. I actually went online last night on my Facebook and I talked about it for about seventeen twenty minutes last night. Um, so if I don't make if I don't make complete sense, go to my Facebook. I talk about it. But here's here's what's happening with with the game and and, and what's going on. We got a collective bargaining agreement coming up. Uh, the ownership has been trying to trim. It's uh, cost a long time. And what we've got to understand is, is that two things have been consistent as long as there's been professional baseball. Owners are poor and players are making too much money. I mean, that's always the narrative. Um, what you also have to understand is that Major League Baseball is not subject to antitrust laws. That's the United States antitrust laws. Therefore, like, they do not have to show you their books. So the numbers you're getting are not real numbers anyway. Uh, these are the same owners who subsidize their ballparks. These are the same owners who don't pay for spring training facilities. These are the same owners who get tax breaks everywhere, every which way. These men are wealthy, wealthy, rich billionaires. So they are not hurting, okay? The players, now I know that 
when it seems to perception, the players are making a ton of money. We, we are. We definitely are. Um, but, but what's happening is, is you're seeing players that have short windows. Like, you, you take myself. I didn't make millions upon billions of dollars in my career. I did fine, but, you know, it's, you know, thank you, divorce. It's gone now. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's the average everyday guy in the major league has, has such a short window that uh, the prorated salary is, is enough. You know, the owners are still going to make the money off of the streaming rights, the TV rights, the commercial rights. There's still all of it. I mean, all of this stuff is still going to be out there and play for the owners. Um, and it's, it's a constant fight to take that money away from the players. Now, what's happening is, and, it, and if you allow me to explain, I'll, I'll try to please, put it all together. Please do. Major League, Major League Baseball has been trying to get rid of the minor league system now for about three or four years as far as this, this rookie development. And you see, due to COVID, they've been able to successfully get rid of 42 minor league teams. Um, all of those teams are what you would call rookie league affiliates pretty much for the most part. All right? They've also taken the draft down from, from 50 rounds. Well, it was unlimited rounds at one time to 50 rounds to now five, and then they'll bump it back up to 20. And they've made it almost impossible to sign as a non-drafted free agent, capping that at $20,000. If I'm a high school player and I'm not drafted in that round, I am not taking twenty grand right. to bypass my college. So they've gotten rid of the player, like, and a lot of player development people as well, a lot of scouts, a lot of, young, a lot of the lower-level coaches, all of that. They've gotten rid of an, a lot of stuff when it comes to player development. The reason is why. Why are they doing that? Well, Moneyball, the A's, the Rays have shown that you can, you can piece together competitive teams uh, without superstars. And the reason, the reason you can do that is because the game that you guys love right now, the baseball game that you watch every day, is the dumbest form <laughs> of baseball out there. Yeah. It's hit a home run, throw hard, or strike out. That's exactly it's what my guy Nelson was saying. That's exactly what Nelson was saying yesterday. Is this is the dumbest form of baseball ever. Just the lo- it's all long ball. It's like super simple. It, when's the last time you saw somebody bomb? When's the last time you saw a couple, more than one steal in a game? When's the last time you saw a steal in a game? A hit and run. Uh, you know, things like that. Those things don't happen anymore. The game is very dumbed down. So, with with all of the, the reason it's so dumbed down is is now look they've gotten rid of the player development which means they could just piece together things they're going to get rid of the superstar major league baseball or major league owners want to get rid of that medium superstar that that six million dollar a year player to the eleven million dollar a year player they're still going to be Christian Yelich because Christian Yelich is amazing he still gets to play he still gets paid but. Those medium guys, they're going to be gone. Spreading farm information and occasionally manure. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. All righty, 535 now on a Monday morning. It's the first day of June coming up before 6 o'clock. This weather is going to warm up in a big way this week. And when the weather starts warming up, you know the insects are going to start coming around. 
What can we expect this year? P.J. Leash, University Extension Entomologist, is our guest before 6 o'clock. And we'll also talk about the murder hornet that has been making news headlines. Stick around for that. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. On this day back in 1843, the very first vessel docked at the Milwaukee Cargo Pier. I think sometimes we forget how busy the Milwaukee area was with uh, ships coming in. It started on this date back in 1843. On this day in 1974, the Heimlich Maneuver was published. Henry Heimlich created with, or credited with developing the techniques that use abdominal thrust to stop people from choking. Happy birthday to Morgan Freeman. The actor is 83 years young, and on this day back in 1991... Actors Roseanne Barr, Arnold, and Tom Arnold got remarried, and now you know. All right, we want you to know that farmers are busy right now. With that beautiful weather comes a lot of activities that have to get done. We have to finish up planting. We're trying to spray for weeds. We're trying to make first cutting of hay. So you probably are not necessarily giving as much time as you could to the paperwork ahead of you for all the federal funds that are available and state funds in Wisconsin soon on the way. I talked about it with Dr. Mark Stevenson with the Center for Dairy Profitability and asked him to explain for dairy farmers specific, what does the Coronavirus Farm Assistance Program, or C FAP hold in store for them? Well, I'm happy to tell you that. Um, <clears throat> there are two pieces of payments. One is the first quarter payment. The other is the second quarter payment. First quarter payment is exactly $4.71 per hundredweight. Second quarter is $1.47. Now, you only get paid 80% of that in this first check. If there's money left over, they will try to give you as much of uh, that toward 100% as they can, but they can't overspend what uh, Congress has allowed them either. So that's what you have. But there is a little bit of a, um, uh, an adjustment that they have in milk production. So essentially, this is what you get to do. Take your January, your February, and your March milk production and the 100 weights of milk that you produced in that month just multiply it by $6.20 and then multiply that by 80%. Okay, and that will be what you get paid. Now, we were talking that is purely on the milk produced, but dairies are a little bit more complicated in that there's other products that qualify for additional monies under CFAP. There are, um, and one of them comes in the form of livestock. Now, it does explicitly say in the rules for CFAP that animals intended for dairy um, are ineligible for payments, but uh, animals that are going to the beef market are eligible. So the cull cows that you have are going to be eligible, and you can count those on the um, calculator sheet that they have as mature dairy cattle, or as not dairy cattle, just mature cattle in livestock. And um, you account for the number of animals that you sold in that quarter from January 15th through April 15th. And then there's also another box that says, and what was your highest inventory level during that time period? Well, we don't have an inventory of cull cows because usually they aren't cull cows till we take them. But what you're probably going to do is to, do, this is at least what I've been telling people, 
on the day you filled up the trailer and, and were taking a load of cull cows, take the day that you took the most animals. And if you had a 200 cow farm, maybe you loaded five animals up for cull one day. That's your biggest inventory on that day. So you had five animals that were going for cull cows um, as an inventory. But maybe you actually sold 15 culled animals over that time period. So um, 15 cows um, were the number of sales and five would be the inventory. Same thing with uh, the calves, correct? If we were selling bull calves or even heifer calves for that matter, they turn into beef calves in this transition, correct? That's correct. If you have those animals that you were selling for beef, you know, at three days or whatever you were taking them in, then uh, you identify those as um, uh, livestock that's young, that's uh, under 600 pounds. And those are accounted for in the same kind of way. So how many did you actually sell over that time period? And what was the day you took the largest number of them as your inventory? Dr. Mark Stevenson with the Center for Dairy Profitability. So again, if you're trying to keep track, take your January, February, and March milk production figures times $6.20. And then remember, you're only going to get 80% of that payment this first time around. And be careful what boxes you're checking when it comes to additional funds for cull cows and baby calves that you might have marketed. They have to be noted as beef. More details available at Farmer's dot gov or dr stevenson's website dairymarkets.org compier financial has always been there for our clients and communities in any situation and our support continues today whether it's providing financial services to our local farmers or responding to the funding needs of our community partners we're here to help to learn more give us a call at 844-426-6733 or visit compier.com today Compere Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. On Friday in Chicago, barrel cheese gained nine and a quarter cents to two oh two and a quarter. Forty pound block cheese was up a dime at two twenty three, and double A butter gained seven cents at a dollar sixty six per pound. Right now, June milk is up eight at eighteen fifty eight a hundred weight. July down a penny, seventeen sixty seven, and August closed at sixteen seventy four a hundred weight. August, September, October, November, December, January milk all under $17 in Chicago. The December corn is now down a penny and a half after trading higher overnight for the most part. It stands at three thirty-seven a bushel. November soybeans are up a quarter of a cent after gaining ground overnight. Right now at eight fifty-two in July wheat, that's down four at five sixteen and three quarters. Coming up next, we are talking about all the insects you can look forward to ruining your backyard experience. PJ Leash, Wisconsin's entomologist, coming up next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When the doctor said Mama wasn't going to get better, I didn't know what to do. I've never been through this before, and I'm not ready. My brothers want to help, but how? I keep thinking, how will we get through this? A grace will help with kind, capable caregivers at your door who know how to handle the tough moments ahead. A grace, hospice and palliative care. When you don't know where to turn, call us. A grace will help. Battles aren't won solely on the field. 
That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear. Enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event. Promises to one's community. Healthy people move debris out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise of battles won. conversation of a life well lived can continue before, during, or after a service with the flexibility of our community room. This is Matt Gunderson. At Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care, a complete individualized life celebration can be held all in one location in our community room. Learn more at GundersonFH.com. Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care, your hometown life celebration center. Gunderson Pam Yonke is the best thing to happen to farming since Pipeline Milking. And she didn't make us say that. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. As sure as Wisconsin's heat and humidity shows up, we are going to have some of those insects that have become famous around the Northwoods also showing up. P.J. Leash is along with us. He's our university extension entomologist and a busy fella at this time of the year. So it's it's the question I've got to lead with, P.J. I know you hear it time and time again. What are we thinking about as far as conditions for Wisconsin mosquitoes, Wisconsin ticks? Uh, being outdoors may be one of the only things left that we can do in light of COVID-19. Yeah, so let's talk about the ticks first, because um, ticks are definitely active. And I like to remind uh, listeners that if there's no snow on the ground and it's above freezing, you could potentially bump into ticks any month of the year. I've, I found them in January, February before. But for us in Wisconsin, often the months of April and May are a peak period of tick activity. Um, and with COVID-19 going on, a lot of us are maybe cooped up at home um, and uh, trying to get out and stretch our legs. And that may mean going to a local park or hitting some local nature trails. So we might be spending a bit more time out in the woods, so to speak, where we might bump into ticks. So make sure you are Wearing long sleeves, using repellents. Um, if you have uh, outdoor dogs and cats, make sure you're treating those pets um, preventatively and, and checking them for ticks as well. Uh, and then once you get back in, make sure to do tick checks uh, of yourself. Maybe that's in the evening when you're going to take a shower or after you get home from hiking and you're showering off. Um, because a, a tick check really can be an important precaution. What I'm getting at is the notion that If you're bitten by a deer tick, for example, and that deer tick is carrying Lyme disease, that tick really has to be attached for a significant length of time, for about 36 to 48 hours um, or longer for it to really um, effectively transmit Lyme disease to you. So with that said, if you come in, you check yourself for ticks. Even if you have an onion, it's only been on an hour or two and you remove it, your chance of getting Lyme disease is really pretty minimal at that point. So ticks are out there and active. Mosquitoes, though, haven't seen a whole lot of mosquito reports out there, but uh, they're definitely coming. 
Um, when I've been looking at growing degree days, for example, we're uh, lagging a little bit behind some previous years, so we are getting some nice um, warm days here at the moment. That's going to help um, you know, move them along here in the near future, but it wouldn't surprise me if inside of the next uh, two weeks or so, we saw that big batch of mosquitoes. So unfortunately, I think they're out there just biding their time. Uh, I went for a walk a day or two ago and was checking puddles and there's some big larvae out there. They're uh, going to be turning to pupae soon and very shortly thereafter popping out as adults. Now, do we ever have any indication as far as volume of the population for mosquitoes, PJ? I mean, let's face it, I think each of us thinks that we have a full backyard or that they're all around us. But, I mean, seriously, do we ever have any kind of trends as far as mosquito population, or is that just an impossible question to answer? Well, um, we get some elements of being able to predict it. We know in general that mosquitoes are associated with water. They need water for the, the juvenile stages, the larvae and pupae to develop in. Um, it gets a little complicated, though, because we have so many darn different types of mosquitoes. In Wisconsin, we have close to 60 different types. Um, there are some mosquitoes that if you have a really rainy year, they're going to do really well. We have some other mosquitoes where it might have been rain um, from a, a previous year or two, and that caused them to lay eggs, and the eggs can sit there for several years just waiting, biding their time for some more rain to show up. We actually have some other species of mosquitoes that do better under slightly drier conditions, which sounds a little counterintuitive, but if you think of like an urban or suburban area where you have these rainwater catch basins for uh, water runoff on roads, there's often a little cistern or catch basin in there. And uh, if you get a lot of rain, it actually flushes those out because they overfill. And, and if there were mosquito larvae developing in there, they get flushed downstream, so to speak, and that may end up killing them. Versus if it's drier and those don't get washed out, those types of mosquitoes like uh, the northern house mosquito Culex pipiens, which can be associated with West Nile virus, can do better under those conditions. So um, we can gauge to a certain extent. We know we've had rainy conditions last several years. In the last couple of weeks, we've had quite a bit of rain here in Wisconsin. So I think we've got some decent conditions. We won't know the exact mosquito numbers, though, until they start emerging here in the coming weeks. Sure, sure. I know that normally every spring you're also keeping an eye out for anything new. Um, You mentioned ticks and the number of tick types that we can have in Wisconsin. Uh, Is there anything that's on your radar, PJ, that you've heard of from other entomologists, uh, maybe Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, or something like that? Anything that we have to be on the lookout new or different this year in Wisconsin's outdoors? Well, nothing really is, is coming to mind in terms of, of new. Um, I am thinking of some things that we see generally every year, um, like some of our migratory crop pests, um, and often we can get a, a heads up looking at what they're seeing in Illinois in terms of potato leafhopper and cutworm and armyworm migration and things like that. And so every week I check the Wisconsin Pest Bulletin. I know we're starting to see some activity from some of those insects. So. You know, if you're a farmer, um, we have had some decent flights of cutworms and armyworms, which means over the next couple of weeks, those caterpillars may be making their presence known. So just something to have in, in the back of your mind out in your farm fields. But again, it's nothing necessarily new. It's just uh, kind of an emerging trend for the year. 
P.J. Leash along with us. He's our University of Wisconsin entomologist in the Department of Entomology Insect Diagnostic Lab, the fellow you turn to when you've got questions on insects. So, P.J., I've got to ask you, it made news a couple weeks ago, scared the daylights out of people as a, a possible <laughs> attacker in the woods. Tell me about this murder, what is it, a murder wasp or a murder hornet that's been making the news? What in the world is that? Because pictures make it a very intimidating insect. Well, definitely. When you see a picture of this insect, it is very large. And what we're talking about is the Asian giant hornet. Now, some of the news headlines, one in particular in the New York Times, called it the murder hornet, which really got folks worked up. It caught everyone's attention made it sound like these insects are out to get mankind, which just doesn't seem to be the case. Now, the quick story with these is they're not native to North America. They come from parts of Eastern Asia, such as China and Japan and that part of the world. Um, We don't know how they necessarily got to North America, but last year, in about August, we had our first sighting, and there was one nest found on Vancouver Island in British Columbia. That nest was eradicated. A few other individuals were noticed in mainland British Columbia in far northwestern Washington state in the U.S. So a little bit of activity there. In 2020, though, there haven't been any sightings of this insect. So that's good news. Some other good news is that the closest sighting to us here in Wisconsin is roughly 1,500 miles away. So the risk for us here in the state of Wisconsin is extremely low at this point. But uh, they are kind of scary looking. They are a very large wasp. The queens can be about an inch and a half to maybe two inches long at their their larger end of the spectrum for them. Um, They've got a distinct yellowish, orangish head, blackish body, and some alternating black and yellowish stripes on the abdomen. So kind of if you ask like a six-year-old kid to draw a wasp, they might draw something like that with those stereotypical banding on the abdomen of the insect. Um, Of course, they do have a fairly potent sting. There have been deaths reported in the native range. But one thing that kind of piqued my interest, a lot of these news articles mentioned this statistic of this Asian giant hornet killing about 50 people per year in the native range of Japan. And I was really curious about that. So I dug into the publicly available demographic data from the Japanese government and found the actual number for about the last decade or so. There have been about 18 deaths reported per year for a category listed as hornets, wasps, and bees combined. So that could include anaphylactic reaction to bee stings. So 18 people per year for comparative purposes in that same database, nearly twice as many people died slipping and drowning in their own bathtubs. (laughs) So the notion that these things are out to get mankind doesn't really seem to be true. Um, But they got a lot of attention. They're definitely kind of scary. But again, I think our risk here in Wisconsin is very, very low at this point. And that information I am grateful to know about, the murder wasp, not in our vicinity. P.J. Leash, University of Wisconsin entomologist, on the latest update as far as insects are concerned. But we'll keep talking with him because, like he said, he monitors the agriculture insects that could be coming into our vicinity as well. Uh, That uh, cutworm flight, for example, one that could cause problems for our farmers. We'll keep you posted. That'll do her for the first day of June. Don't forget, for more farm news, anytime you've got, day or night, MidwestFarmReport.com, or follow us on social media, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, as well as on Twitter. We'll catch you tomorrow morning.